from the Dallas On Air Studios in beautiful Dallas, Texas, this is the Next Issue Comics Podcast here on DallasOnAir.com. And now here's your hosts, Clay Harrison, Kyle Condes, and Adrian Herring. Hey now. Welcome everyone to the Next Issue Podcast. We are a bi-weekly comic book podcast out of Dallas. We're part of the Dallas On Air Live family. You can catch these guys as co-host of just a second right after this. And we are three friends that love to talk about our lifelong love of comic books. What's up, fellas? That's all you give us, Adrian? That's all you give us? The howdy? I'm debating on whether to just go silent the whole show because of you. <laughs> that, that should be entertaining for everyone to just stare at you. You would never right. be able to do it. I, I would... Prod you into speaking again. Oh, yeah, we'll see. I think we have. I think we have. A, um, one of our long form episodes will have to be just Adrian going. <laughs> it won't happen. It won't. <laughs> wait, get, wait, give me that side eye one more mm. time. <laughs> <laughs> Take a screenshot of it. And, right. and the sideline report with Adrian mm-hmm. Herring. Right. It'll just be him flipping through Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> 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 All right, Adrian. We're gonna start with you. What have you been reading? Nothing. What have you been up to? Nothing. Absolutely. Well. Um, Oh, if, yep. you, if you got something outside of comics, because I, I I've got a podcast I want to talk about. Oh, ooh, um, that's interesting. Um, I started reading Sandman Volume One. Oh yeah, um, perfect for Halloween. Int- yeah, interesting. Um, I finally broke my um, vow. Yeah, not to see Ant Man the Wasp, and I finally watched it. <laughs> yeah. What, 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 why was your vow for not to see it? And we'll talk about it later. Um, <laughs> But I finally watched it uh, this week, and um, it was good. Yeah, I disapp- loved it. I was a little disappointed. In what? <sighs> None of Michelle Pfeiffer? Well, that too. But um, I don't think it was as good as the original. I loved Evangeline Lilly and more Wasp. Yes. Um, that yeah, was, that she's was great. Awesome. There was something missing. And I'm not sure what it was. I can't really? put my, I have to watch it again. But. I, I just thought it was a great palate cleanser from yeah, Infinity no, it was, War. It was a great palate cleanser for Infinity um, War. Being able to revisit it and not talk about it until you get to the end. Yeah. And then and then even at that. And you then know, it you just brings it, you right back yeah, to it. Yeah, it just says, hey, we have a comment about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Uh, no, I wanted to talk about, uh, I know Kyle's a big fan of Ron Funches. We both watched Undateable yes. when it was on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. He, has a, he has a podcast? He has a podcast, and it is awesome. Wait, wait, wait. wait. So, so, well, okay, tell me about it. It, it is Ron F- Getting Better with Ron Funches. It only has seven episodes. Uh, I follow him on Twitter, and he was promoting it. And I said, okay, well, I download episode five. I am listening to every single episode. If uh, I mean, Ron's a great nerd. He's a wrestling nerd. God, yeah. He's a he. He's already uh, um, finished Spider Man on PlayStation Four. Yeah, oh. he was talking about that in the la- latest episode. Um, you know, he's a comedian. He's a dad. Um, he has an autistic child. He's raising. He's pitching a show about that show. He, he just talks about his whole life. But what he talks about is getting better. He talks about dealing with depression, dealing with issues in your life, and uh, he's just so positive. I might need to check that out. I, I can't recommend it enough. I mean, okay. uh, I, I have dealt with depression all my life. Uh, I, yeah, same I, I choose not to really get into a lot of medications because I've had bad issues in the past with it. Ron is like a daily drug. If you want to listen to it daily, <laughs> it really gets you motivated. I will give this man props for one thing, and just because I've seen the other two, and I wonder how they can work in life. Um, Doug Benson and then uh, Zach Galifianakis – Huge potheads. Yeah. 
Ron Funches, huge pothead, but he still seems to be all upright, normal day life kind of like I, I met the guy once after seeing the show at the Improv in Addison. And he, oh yeah, he, me too. You could see his eyes, but you could still see he was like, hey, hey, hey. I brought wrestling, and it was just like ding. <laughs> he loves to talk about yes. wrestling. He'll get into it. Uh, he has uh, he has a wrestler as a guest on an episode. I can't remember his name. I, I don't know wrestling as well as you guys, but wait, if you so, want to look, what, what do you look like? No, no. Hold on, what, what, the podcast is what again? Uh, uh, getting better. With Ron Funches. What, what did the guy look like? In the, oh, it was audio. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> so so okay. I have no idea what he looks like. But right. uh, honestly, great motivator. And plus, that Ron Funches laugh. How do you not get happy after hearing him laugh? <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, for any of you guys out there um, that just need like focus or help or and you can't reach out to anyone, listening to this was really good for me. Um, I, I definitely recommend it. Check it out. Cool. Um, listen to that. One other one. I don't even know. I, I mean, I <laughs> I should pitch this to you guys for just a sec. But I found a podcast called Spook Factory. Interesting. And, um, it is nine and ten year old kids who love horror. <laughs> okay. And it is as wow. awesome as you think it is because they go because. They get people send them recommendations. I don't know how long uh, how long they've been doing it. it looked like maybe a year mm-hmm. uh, because I'm I'm working on something where I was researching Night of the Comet, the film, mm-hmm. oh, and uh, they had did a podcast for it, and so they talk about the movie and go through all the stuff, and it's great. And I looked up and I was like, okay, wait a minute, did they do what, what movies have they done? And they did the Fog. Totally listen to the Fog episode of Spook Factory Podcast if you can, because there is nothing better than a 9- and 10-year-old kid trying to figure out adult relationships 15 minutes into the film when Tom Atkins picks up Jamie Lee Curtis, and he's like, I think they just met, but they're in bed together, and I really don't understand what is happening. (laughs) (laughs) So, So there's a seriously great podcast with just kids reviewing horror films. Right. So. So, wait, was it the remake fog or the original? Original. Okay. Yeah, they're they're purists. Okay. I, I don't know who's helping them, their parents oh. or something, but it, it was fun. Not a wrestler I want to listen to, but uh, X-Pac. Oh, Lord. Oh, Waltman. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Who, no. who is this? No. He, he's a part of the original... Uh, D-Generation X. Which... And then also... Uh, oh, God, what was on? WCW. NWO. Yeah, he's just a, a mess. For a while there, he was engaged in China. Yeah, they did talk about that. Yeah, that's got to be a weird one to explain your other... Because was he the one in... No, he wasn't the one in the video, right? Well, well, yes, yes, he was. He was. Oh, yeah. he was. Yes, yeah. he was. Yes, he was the... Yeah. And what's funny is this is the girl that was in, was dating uh, Triple H for the longest time, who's now married to uh, Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, Wrestling. So this, yeah, I, say, like, I, I need to. I need a flow chart to figure out what's going on. Yeah, just them. talk to me. Bring me over. Feed me some beer. I'll do the dynamics for you on a chalkboard. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we have James Gunn. Uh, everyone knows been fired by uh, Disney. Hired by Warner Brothers to do not only write, possibly direct Suicide Squad two. I have ideas. What do you guys think? It makes me sad. It does. It, I mean, it, it, it pop, it's going to be a good movie. Yeah. And I'm going to go watch it. But at the same time, it makes me sad. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is at the theater opening up against Suicide Squad 2. Which Suicide's going to kick its butt. Suicide's going to kick its butt. If it's James Gunn, it's, my money's on. Now, and only because 
I don't have hope for three at the moment because I know what he was trying to do for three, and he's gone, and half the or at least Dave Bautista wants to leave because they fired him. I don't know what the, what's going to happen with three now because you know they're going to bring in the original Guardians, you're going to bring in Adam Warlock. It was going to be this huge thing. I'm like, when you guys are hitting the kind of story I want, to, I've been wanting to see. Yeah, and now he's going to go over Suicide Squad, and well, they are going to use the script. I, yeah, I know. It all depends but, on but who's going to be the director. director. It, and, and, yeah, and is it, are. I don't we, know. We knew get... how we know how well the cast got along with James Gunn. Are they going to be able to reciprocate that kind of respect? It all the depends on who's the director. Um, if it's Taika, he already oh. said no. Which he, he Bradley Cooper's no. already said no. Right. People have already come out and just said no. If it had been Taika, I would have been okay with it. I would have yeah. been okay with that too. But yeah. he already said. I want to come back on something. Something here. Um, you're talking about the whole James Gunn uh, firing. Uh, Disney can suck a big one because they, uh, this past week, I don't know his work, but it just it scares me. Yeah. Because uh, Chuck Wendig was a uh, the I think either artist who was working on the current a writer, writer, sorry, writer who was working on the current uh, Darth Vader limit series. And again, they're going right back to Twitter, and it wasn't anything like he was attacking anybody personally. He was defending but, himself. Yeah. From trolls. Exactly. And, and uh, this is just wrecking Disney. Disney does not know how to deal with this kind of stuff, and it's like. Uh, you know, you've got your creatives being attacked. Are you just looking at to get rid of people because you don't like their opinion? Because there's a lot of people being attacked that are responding, and you're not firing them. I know, All right? But it, it's it scares me for like as people move on like anybody creative. It's like you know, it's you know, and guess what? Warner Brothers picked up James Gunn. Well, guess what, Disney? You just lost a yeah. buttload of cash right there. It's like stop being so like I have to please everybody. You're the biggest conglomerate in the world. I, I almost want to go go to you for the box office numbers, Adrian, because I know that Guardians one and then two, I think Guardians one did seven hundred million and yes. Guardians two did eight hundred million. Yes. And you want to try to start fresh on that third film with a new director? Mm-hmm. Good job. Way to go, Disney. Uh, I'm excited. I love Suicide Squad. Yeah. I, I've been a fan since the Outstander run, which is kind of what I think he might go to. Maybe go back to the originals. Just because uh, it's Outstrander, I would be okay because I was a huge fan of his run on the uh, Spectre. And that was, oh my God. For me, uh, my favorite thing he ever wrote was a Star Wars story. He wrote about a Jedi that had uh, left the Order and gone and joined the Sand People. He was a Tusken Raider. Yeah, and so Kiati Mundi was dispatched to go get him. And you find out he has a son who's also a Jedi. And so you have two sand people that are Jedi, nice. and Coyote Mundy is like, you know, hey. Back I, to I have order. to go back and look. Didn't Alistair also do uh, Golden Age? Or was that Robinson? Robinson. Uh, I, to, okay. I, think I, th- so. I thought he had something to do with uh, Golden Age, because that, that four-issue limit series was a I, – I, I think I said it needs to be on the essentials, but that, that run just, you know, of, or of post-crisis – Golden Age heroes going into the Silver Age. It was a great story. Okay. Um, w- any Suicide Squad casting you like? Dave Batista said he'd jump in. Is Bane? Uh, no, no well, I'm, he, o- I'm okay with Bane. You're, you like Bane? Yeah. I, it, you, you, I, you brought it. I like Solomon Grundy because we haven't seen him. I, I, I'm not saying he wouldn't play a good Solomon Grundy. I just don't like the character of Solomon Grundy. Well, he's never been Suicide Squad either. Yeah, but... You know, we had we had Killer Croc, so we had a Batman villain. So I'd love, you know, if we're going to pick a Batman villain that could end up in Suicide Squad again, Harley Quinn is she in it? Because we know she's in uh, Birds of Prey. Mm-hmm. It depends on how Birds of Prey ends. Do, do they end up putting her in every single DC film they can? They will. This she's is where money. Gonna, this is where I'm going to have an issue with the Solomon Grundy, and this is where I had okay. the major issues with uh, Killer Croc. Not knocking the actor who they got to play him, but. 
how big he was. He, yeah. he, I mean, he was a guy almost m- maybe 5'10", maybe 6 foot. Killer Croc is this guy who should be standing 7 foot tall. Now, I mean, if you have to, put the CG budget into it. Now, if Batista, they bring Batista into Solomon Grundy, and they use CG to make him like this Hulk-looking kind of creature, fine. But if you make him a guy who's 6'1", who's a zombie, I'm not going to buy it because they should be this hulking kind of monster who towers over everybody. What if they made him look like the Hush version of Croc, and they hint at that storyline? I would say no, just because we're not that lucky. Uh, I would DC. say no, because we've already seen Killer Croc. Yeah. Um, I, I have a, a couple of different rundowns. Uh, do you guys have any characters you want to pitch or you think would One, be... Bronze Tiger. He was the original member of the Suicide Squad. Bring Bronze Tiger in. He doesn't have to be a villain. Maybe he's like, you know, Katana was like this, you know, covert agent. But I want to see Bronze... We've had him in Arrow. And we had him in Arrow as yeah. Michael Jaiwa. And even though <clears throat> I don't think we got him like he should be. He should be this badass martial artist. And I don't think we got that kind of shown. He was a guy who was using... Like these claw, the like knives. claws, yeah, like, and it was like um, the, I want to see a guy who can like you know you know who can go toe to toe with Batman in fighting style. Our fearless leader is on um, on Facebook Live, and he just texted in, um, "Just hire ex basketball player." If that's the case, let's go with Kevin Nash. <laughs> Kevin Nash is so he was super shredder. <laughs> he was. <laughs> Well, <laughs> Clay's quiet. <laughs> I, you know, I, I know who Kevin Nash is because he's done movies and he's got right. a transition. Yeah, you know him as the Russian from The Punisher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, well, actually, I was trying to think. I think uh, it was in Adam Sandler film. Didn't he do an Adam Sandler film? No, no that big was show. a big show. That was in Waterboy. Waterboy. Yeah. That was a big show. Even him, I would have been like, there, there were times I was saying, just because we've seen him bald, I was saying the big show should have been Kingpin in the Daredevil movie. How big he is. You know, this year is the year of Kingpin, though. I, I mean, know. if you look at it, we're going to get Daredevil Season 3 that has a huge Kingpin storyline. Kingpin's in uh, Spider-Man, oh, uh, the PlayStation game. And he's also in the movie coming out, Under the, uh, the Spider-Verse. In, in, yeah, in yeah. the Spider-Verse, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that version looks really cool. Oh, my God. Right. I'm so excited for Spider-Verse and the fact that it's going to be in theaters. Well, I yeah. love the fact that like the uh, Peter Parker we're getting is supposed to be a Tom McGuire Peter Parker. I saw, I saw the trailer and everything he's doing, like stopping the train, uh, knocking the car out of the uh, cafe when he's with Mary Jane. It was like, this is kind of fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've, saved, I've saved the city again and again and again. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got my lineup because I think James Gunn is going to go weird if he doesn't go John Ostrander. If they, if they truly let him do what he wants, I think he would do a lot of weird characters because that's what he did. Suicide Squad, from what I've read of the series, I think it's that kind of book where you could have the weird happen and it'd be fine. Okay. Because you, it's all these villains, and you never know what lineup of the villains you're going to get. You want my monster mash? Go for it. Clayface. We've never seen Clayface, and to have a version that could be under... Yeah, well, not in Suicide. We, he has been in uh, Gotham. Mm. Uh, we, oh, he's we, been in Gotham? Yeah. Oh, because I haven't watched that, so... Yeah, he's been... Almost any, almost any villain you can name has been in Gotham now. Is Gotham going to be one of those shows where we go back and see it on Netflix years later and realize what we missed out during it? For you guys, yeah. Yeah, but when, you binge, <laughs> but when you binge watch, how many episodes do you remember that were bad? You end up just going, oh, yeah, you know, this episode was All great, of Arrow season right. three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, in fact, Arrow season three is what made me stop yeah, watching Arrow. <laughs> there you go. Well, I, I'm back for the jail season. I, I didn't finish last season at all. Oh, no, I finished every. I've, I've seen every episode. So, and I haven't even gone back and watched certain I seasons. do have a question. Yeah? Daredevil starts up next weekend. Yeah. Uh it just dawned on me that we've gotten through. This is going to be the fourth Marvel Netflix series this year. Uh-huh. 
And I've been so busy, I've not watched any of them. Wow. Should I go back and watch them before I watch Daredevil season no. three? As long as you've seen one, two, and Defenders, I think yeah. you're good. That's all you really need. Yeah. Um, I, Although other, Iron, Iron Fist did get canceled. So. That, eh, you know, because it got better. And, uh, it got better, he, and he, we, he, he, we set up a lot for the next season that could have happened. And Marvel, listen to me now. <laughs> we don't need Luke Cage season three. Give us Heroes for Hire. I think you, that's what's going to go now. I hope so because you could easily take where he is now is the new crime boss of Harlem, and hi, and now Iron Fist being able to channel his key into guns and bring how they're going to become the new set of uh, combo heroes for New York City. Uh, I'm going to interject, Marvel. I would like a Daughters of the Dragon yeah, series. I, I, I'm, oh, I'm not going to fight you in there. I, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> we, yeah, I mean, we cut, that yeah, cut back on your shows to just those two. Well, no, I mean, keep Daredevil going. Oh, yeah, you got to keep Daredevil. Yeah. And I would oh, like to see Defenders return. No, and if we're not getting Iron Fist, can you maybe throw Moon Knight in there? Yes, please. <laughs> Thank you, please. I would, you know, Are they going to say that for the streaming service? They might. They might. They yeah. Although it's pretty oh, To do Moon Knight right, it's going to be dark. you got to have it in the Netflix. Then. It's got to be way dark. Way dark. And um, uh, <laughs> God, I almost, <laughs> I almost get that, that they... Because I'm the only one here who's seen the new Titan show, so I've I've kind of backed off of talking about it a lot. Go for it. it the that someone in the room goes, we need to just make it darker, and, and that seems to be they had a voice in the room that they said, okay, so we need to do this. Well, here's the thing. Uh, now this has been Warner's issue for a while now. Going dark just to be different is not the same yeah. as being true to the the stories that are out there. Yeah. Certain stories require you to be dark. Moon Knight is a dark character. So you go dark. Very. Um turning the Justice League dark just to be different from Marvel was a total and absolute misstep. Well, I mean, so was Batman v Superman. You didn't That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. You know, just going dark just to turn the Justice League dark just to have something different from Marvel. Um you have to. I mean, I I'm all for making your adaptation of the characters that are out there and your adaptations of certain storylines. But at some point, you got to stay true to the core. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you know you can do a different Justice League story or do an adaptation of a Justice League story, but changing it, going dark, just to be different from somebody else, yeah, is betraying the core of the characters and the story. And I would definitely take what Adrian just said and apply it to Corey in Titans. So if you have not seen that and you know that character from all the many Titan shows, you know uh, Corey and how her character is, and that is not what we get in the first episode. I'm still going to give him time to figure it out, and maybe it's a possession, maybe... You know, because for a while, you know, like... She wakes up and she's been in a car crash and she doesn't know her past. And I, and I go, what if Jericho had control of her for a while? Like, I kind of thought that for a little bit. You know, I wanted to get into some of the, the Titan stuff, but uh, we will have a long form Titans episode at some point where we'll really get into the history. I, I do like one thing I, I do realize is um, on the Netflix series, they are not dumping the whole series at once. They did the first two episodes, right. but they're going weekly. And I'm like, I'm good with that. I mean, I think. That kind of kills. I mean, I, I get it why Netflix does it or Hulu will do it on, on occasion, but it's like I think making people wait a little bit kind of brings better discussion and kind of anticipation of where the next episode's going to be. Yeah, because you can talk about yeah. it and and well, 
like in Jessica, like I haven't seen Jessica Jones season two, but Jessica Jones season one, you want to binge it, but at the same time, every episode you need time to process it. Oh yeah. Well, not even that. There, you know, some of those, some of those seasons like Luke Cage or even Jessica Jones season two, it's they're they're so drawn out. It, well, it's hard well, to do a, a whole well, binge watch of the whole thing. Well, the, the sad part about it is, is imagine, like Jessica Jones. I think it would have helped Jessica Jones if they would have done it dropping it every week the first season, it, the first season you know just to process some things it would have hurt luke cage it would have definitely hurt luke cage because if you're in the binge mode you're gonna okay it gets slow towards the second half of the season you're gonna plow through it because you want to see the end yeah put it out week by week come episode six episode eight <laughs> you're like do i want to finish this well okay so here Oh, yeah. I, I want to get back to the Suicide Squad in a second, but but I, I, I subscribe or I, I watch a lot of stuff on AMC. Now, AMC has a thing on their pay service where you can pay and watch the next episode earlier. Right. Uh, Marvel's building their service with Disney, obviously, and looking at the DC, DC has great content. I mean, they're creating a, a daily show to talk about stuff they have to promote what they have, and they have great people on, and it's good stuff. I wonder if Marvel's going to have like shift gears, r- look at how they drop shows, look that they could promote shows and just do it on a weekly basis. Right. You know, I haven't gotten the DC access. Or pay extra, extra right. to watch earlier. I haven't any kind of free cash, so I haven't gotten the DC All Access or the DC Universe stuff yet. Yeah. But what does get me excited about it is what you talked about the last episode, which was you can go and watch a movie. Or you, and it gives you recommendations mm-hmm. at the end on what comics to go read or what other TV show you should read or if you like this or you want more. Yeah, history. they have a whole encyclopedia of characters, so it's so mm-hmm. it'll give you their bio and then say, okay, and then they're in these comics that we have free, they're in these shows that we have free, and they're in these movies. Marvel again. needs to take a, a Disney needs to take a page out of that. Yeah. And for a lot of things, I don't. Think. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just not a fan. Let me let me get through my monster mashup of uh, Suicide Squad real quick. Uh, Clayface, Cheetah, Cheetah, I'm okay with. Uh, but we're gonna have Cheetah in 1984, so Cheetah would have to live until now. So, well, I mean, you also gotta realize we've had. Well, I mean, she's how, mystical, so but I yeah, think we, like we've had we, more than one version of Cheetah before in the comic books. Yes. Okay. It depends on. I yeah. we really have to wait till Wonder Woman to see which version. Right. Um, Gorilla Grodd. Mm. No, mm-hmm. not for uh, Sinister Six. He, he's he's too much. No, no, no suicide. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry, suicide. But there's no way they would control him like that. I mean, I, I don't think they could do it. I know. I I just think James Gunn loves monsters and would put uh, Grodd in there. Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Really weird. Yeah, I know. Are they Batman characters? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, really weird. Um, and then my two last guys who I'm going to also cast: King Shark, uh, voiced I- over by The Rock. And Solomon Grundy, played by Dave Batista. Those are my. You already know my opinion on the Dave Batista. It, it, only the CD, but Killer Shark is the Rock. I'm, King, I'm, King Shark. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, King Shark. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, because I there there are a couple of different versions of him. There, you know, the animated version is very bloody. Yeah, we've had him in Flash, uh, but then we we've also seen the um, the King, the guy who thinks he's a king. And that story. And so I kind of would like to go with that. He almost seems like the antithesis of his uh, character in uh, Moa. You know, it'd be an interesting uh, person for the Sinister Six? Uh, Pied Piper. 
we got we got him maybe three I times think. in Flash, but I think that's an interesting character. You know, it was you know he like when they did the Wally West run of the Flash, he was like not exactly evil, and then in, and he's like and then he's one of those kind of characters they when they try to making uh like you know North Star all these characters homosexual he was gay and and then and then he comes back and he's sort of evil but not e- not evil and he's in front of bear oh, sorry Wally's and we haven't really seen much of him in the uh New 52 universe. I think hmm. Pi Piper would be an interesting character to kind of see what they could do with that. Yeah, I wrote down some Flash villains that I'd like to see cuz I you know obviously I'm, I'm, I'm over, a big fan of Captain Cold and Captain I, Boomerang. I'm over Boomerang. Honestly, it was just because I, I didn't like how they did him in either uh, Arrow or Suicide Squad. Uh well this was my idea for the sequel you open up with the old Suicide Squad, and you immediately assassinated them in the first 10, 15 minutes, and then you go to the next ones and go, well, the first team already died, because you always get that story. I think we've seen that. Uh, I think uh, Brubaker retconned yeah. X-Men with X-Men Genesis? Was that I the, think so, yeah. Yeah, and when we find out, oh, a team's already tried to go to Krakoa and already died. I would rather open the film with all the originals, because if you if you say, we got uh, James Gunn doing Suicide Squad starring Will Smith and and then you kill him off in the first 15 minutes? It may be the best Will Smith movie in the past 15 years. Wow. <laughs> Actually, that's probably true. So, okay, that's, that's my... I'm, I, I'm such what, a James No love Gunn for Jersey Girl? Come on! <laughs> mm. I want to throw out another team here, as I posted this on our uh, yeah, Facebook on link. Is, uh, we're getting a new Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. And I know you're a big fan because of Donny Cates, but uh, here's the cover. And here's Local the possible... Uh huh. Local boy, Donny yeah, Cates. yeah. Local boy, Donny Cates. And here's the possible lineup: we my, got my man crush. We've got Star Lord, Dark Hawk, which I'm like, yay! I know. Uh, Athela, uh, who is the who is sister from the uh, Captain Marvel, uh, Gladiator, Better Ray Bill, Space Ghost Rider, Silver Surfer, Adam Warlock, Richard Rider Nova, uh, Moon Dragon, and Groot. And only, I, only six will make it, though. I know, but like the possibility of this team is like Adam Warlock, Darkhawk, Nova, it, and oh my god, Cosmic Ghost Rider will make it because Donny Cates created him, and that's a Donny Cates <laughs> book, right? I, I'm gonna How do you fit. not want to put that? You know, you create a cool character of um, Battery Bill. It's, it's yeah, Battery Bill is one of my favorites. I haven't seen him for a while, so uh, I'd like to see him. I'm, I'm going to fanboy over this one just because not that I wasn't a fan of the last lineup, but this is just they're, they're kind of going back old school kind of uh, galactic hero. Whereas, like, you know, with the new lineup, they, they all have been around for a while, but it wasn't, like, the formation of the... Anybody knows, I'm a huge fan of the original Guardians, but I oh, think yeah. this is the first time where I think, like, the possibility of the six-person team-up could be really awesome. I, You know, I, I'm a fan of Donny Cates. I'm excited, and uh, huge congrats, man. His uh, book, God Country, got optioned for a film, right. and they have him writing the script. Well, they did the mm. same with uh, Paul Kirk. Not, uh, not Paul Kirk, uh... Walking Dead. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. But then they had him kind of on the creative team when they did, at least did season one. And, you yeah. Know, so I mean, well, what's weird though? I guess with all the lawsuits uh, now, when when Walking Dead opens, it says developed by Frank Darabont. So he fought for that credit and got didn't it. get it. So is there an is there a new event going on right now called Infinity Wars again? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It it spun out of the last uh, book, and they were kind of building it up towards. I got excited because it's Jerry Duggan, but then it's an event book, so I'm out. It's it, it's I, been okay. I've been skimming through it. Now the possible new line for the Infinity Watch is kind of interesting. Scott Lang, Bruce Banner, Hulk. Uh, you know, see if, if they even stay this way. But I mean, but it's just I don't know. It's it's and I guess I want to say the villain, but I, I guess it's 
I want to say it's it's fine now because how long they're taking to bring the book out. But I know there's probably people who still haven't read it. But yeah. It, Thanos was still like the main center point from the very beginning, but he's not the main villain you think we're going to get in the book. Mm. And I'll just leave it at that. How soon do you think we'll get an Infinity or Infinity Wars oh. trailer or Avengers Four trailer? Uh, well, uh, uh, <laughs> Kyle, Kyle read something. Kyle, I was on. Uh, it was a spoilers a geek, abound. Geek people. tyrant, but there was a, and this it hasn't been confirmed, but it would make sense. Whoever re- it was a description for a possible leaked Avengers Four trailer, and whether or not it's confirmed or not or legit, the way if somebody took the time to write the script up, they did a really awesome job dealing with the fact. Like one of the possibilities is. That in Avengers 4, it's going to be set a few years in the future where basically the Avengers have formed and are dealing with the current fallout from the, the Infinity Gauntlet wiping away half of humanity and the universe. And there's stuff in there where, like, we've already assumed that, uh, you know, Hulk is going to be Professor Hulk, where it's basically Hulk's body with Bruce Banner's mind. And there's a scene in there where they says there, uh, and it, like, I guess they, they had like a small, like, um, uh, after end credits kind of scene in the trailer. And you see, it's, they said that Hulk is training at the Avengers compound with Black Widow and uh, Captain America. And uh, Steve asked uh, Bruce, "Why are you training so hard?" And he just stops and goes, "I don't know. I just have this weird feeling that my rematch is going to happen really soon." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Love that, man! I can get here soon enough. And then, you know, they bring up stuff like how. Like you know, uh, as Scott comes out of the quantum realm and he meets with uh, Tony, and they go through, use the quantum realm to go back in time to the um, uh, Battle of New York, and you know, and and there's a scene. They said that one of the scenes before the actual title appears is Thanos looks down at the gauntlet, and one of the finish stones disappears, and so he puts on his armor, and he goes from a look of being pissed off to sm- smirking, like, okay, let's see what we can do about this. Oh, <laughs> he looks at it as a challenge. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I, I'm ready. Yeah. I'm so ready. I started uh, reading uh, Captain Marvel, uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick's run. Mm-hmm. They had it on uh, Kindle Unlimited. Right. Uh, one other uh, rumor is they released box art for a uh, Thor and Rocket Raccoon um, toy coming out. Right. And in, there's, there's been all this uh, rumor that the new movie is called Annihilation. There's an image on the back of the thing that says, oh, could the new villain in this movie be a Nihilus? Mm-hmm. <laughs> From the description, there's going to be a different villain. Yeah. yeah. And and the hint that they're going to go into Annihilation is incredible. Um, the fact that they don't have really, like, a space person leading all the films. Right. I don't know. Well, you did. Well, you fired him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, you don't really have, like, I mean, you have Kevin Feige, but. Here's my, here's my. Uh, it gets me excited that we're getting Annihilus. But what makes me more excited is if you bring in a nihilist, you got to bring in the four. You got to bring in the four. Oh man, I just want to see them show up fighting a nihilist and the Avengers, and we don't even get an intro. We just suddenly see four people, and this just that they've been there the whole time, but trapped in the negative zone yeah. since like the sixties or something. We got the fully bearded Reed Richards. We've got Sue. Do we have kids? Do we want to introduce kids this early nah. on? No. Nah. Uh, yeah, because although I would like to see Franklin, well. Franklin presents a problem. Yeah. He, well, because as much as this has been fun for us, the MCU, it's they tried their best in keeping it realistic or in reality. Yeah. Franklin being an Omega level, level quote unquote, mutant. Yeah. He's past Omega. Yeah. What he exactly. can do, he's past Omega. Yeah. 
So he he creates a problem if you put him in the movies. Are y'all reading the current Fantastic Four run? The uh, I have not. No, it's the issue one we talked about that. Yeah, yeah, because it's very interesting uh, in what they're doing because they're rebuilding the multiverse based on uh, the creation. Right there, they're creating the universe. Well, it, it, all that picks up is from um, Hitman's Secret Wars. Yeah, where they were Franklin and they were rebuilding the multiverse. And 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 just that that's a kid doing it yeah. right. is amazing. And then I, no spoilers, but they do show the villain of in Fantastic Four two. If you want to check that out, to someone who's equally powerful, right. <laughs> I'm okay with spoilers. I mean, huh? no, I, no, I'll ask off the air, but I'm curious. I haven't really issued two. I'm just curious who the villain I will is. throw out there that that was my favorite part of a Secret War. Well, one of my favorite oh. parts of Secret Wars. I know you don't like event books, but I thought that was a pretty decent event. Yeah. Uh, Galactus was Franklin's play buddy. <laughs> well, I was going back. I was rereading an issue of Onslaught Saga, and then, you know, it's, it's Onslaught has Franklin Richards and X Man Nate Richards as the power sources for his. I fuel. think he's coming back. I I, 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 he's never been gone. I mean, they haven't been using him, but he's been. It, there's been times I think he, they shown some of the X books, and he's been in there, so he has never actually been killed or anything. He's been around. Yeah. Um, what are you guys reading? We didn't talk about what we're reading. We're just kind of um, hitting around on topics. I basically, for the first time, I've been reading. Uh, I found the issues. Uh, the four issue limit series Star Wars where they kill Chewbacca. It's oh. 3PO and R2D2 going around trying to get everybody's testimony of like, what are you going to miss? You know, rem- remembering stories about it. And then um, this is going to be a long read, but if nobody's read it independent wise, I have the book. I've had it for 15 years, but um, I've been trying to reread when I have time Box Office Poison. Oh, I love that book. It's a really good read. Is it? I always thought it had a '90s feel. Does oh, it still feel very '90s when you read it? Well, God, yeah. Because I mean, it's like set in like the early '90s. Like, yeah. you know, the, he's writing from his standpoint of working at a bookstore, the artist and writer. And yeah, it, it, it's. It, I, what, but I'm trying it, to remember the feel. author. It's Alex something, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, uh, I'll look up here in a second. But um, it, it's. It doesn't feel dated. Like it doesn't feel like oh, this is all purely '90s uh, humor or nostalgia. It's like it's somebody who like. It's almost like if we're going back and reading our diary, it's like how we, like, you know, it was a set in this one dude, you know, two friends, one's an artist, one's a writer, one works in the main writer and an artist of the book. It's based on his, but he works in a bookstore and always bitches about how he wants, he needs to quit, but never does anything about it. He yeah. has a girlfriend who's just a pain in the ass. Lives with this two couple, lives with this couple who rents, rents him a room. And the other one is working for a Jack, Cur- his best friend is working for a Jack Kirby old style artist who's basically everybody forgot him. Oh. And it's just the, the dynamics and stuff you got to deal with in that book. It's just, yeah. like I said, it's a thick one. He wrote it for a long time, but it, but it's still, it's, and you're not, and to Adrian's credit, it would take him a couple of days to probably read it. What's that? <laughs> Box Office Poison. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's not even that, like, you know, like Marvel and DC stuff, I can go through really quickly, but this one is, it's all black and white, and it's just, but you have to really pay attention to the stuff that's going there. It's not like, oh, superhero stuff, punch, 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 the hero wins, villain wins, it's, you gotta go through, but it's, it's an, like, almost like, again, a, the diary of his life from his early 90s, graduating college and kind of dealing with the first couple years of real life. Yeah, as I've tried to, like, minimize the amount of books I've had, that's one I, I look at and I go, I think I even own it digitally, but I want to keep it, because I, well, I love it. They've been re-releasing the issue in uh, color, and I found it online and then it's so it's it's like seeing it in colors it's something that's like i own this book and i go back and i'm reading it in black and white and it's like this isn't one of those things you can just oh i'm done it's you got to really busy you got to let it sink in yeah did uh did any of you guys go to the comic book store yesterday for a walking dead day i didn't no, know there was walking dead day no yeah. there was walking yeah. dead yeah. Nope. no no, no. <laughs> i'm no, the only one my, my uh urban legends promoted it and of course yesterday here in dallas it was a downpour 
everywhere. Yeah. It was just like hard to get any. I was coming down 30 wrecks everywhere. Yeah. Swung by, and uh, so what? Uh, the coolest thing that I saw was that they they reissued all the major um, issues. You got your first appearance of Rick, first appearance of Michonne, first appearance of Negan, first appearance, and and so they've uh, had artists come on and do different covers, and then they bagged them all and just resold all their old books with their first appearance and new covers, and they were bagged so you could open them and get a custom cover or cover uh, a Jake Scott Campbell cover. Uh, it was kind of cool. Uh, I got the first Ezekiel, big fan of him. Um, that was about it. It was pretty dull. It was not, they didn't have a whole lot. I mean, I know there's a ton of Walking Dead products, but I just oh. enjoy the show and the, the comics, but I read the omnibus. Here's one as I got a chance to read it. It's uh, issue 50 of Nightwing. I wanted to get that. It's, I don't know where they're going with it just yet. Because um, Dick Grayson's been injured, right? He's been shot in the head, basically. And when he comes out of his coma, he doesn't really remember any of his past. He knows all his abilities, but he doesn't, like, you know, because I read it, and this is where, I think I mentioned it to somebody, but this is where I know that DC is trying to, it's no longer the, just the new 52 universe. You realize that they're, they're incorporating pre-crisis, 50, uh, pre-crisis DC, post and then new 52 universe, because... At the end of the book, and sorry, this is going to be one small spoiler. It's, just, it's, just, it's a scene. It's not doing Oh, that's it, fine. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. But um, he's basically leaving his lair, his basement lair that he has in Bloodhaven. And in the background, like, you know, with Batman, he has all the costumes, you know, like these, you know, like how Arrow does it, like these mannequins, and you have them, you know, like, staging these things. He has four costumes in there. And it's not just, you know, and he goes from having the original um, flared collar from the 80s Teen Titans to the next one, which was early 90s. Disco Dick? Yeah, that was the first one. <laughs> but then you have the newest where we had the wings that you know we had for a little oh, bit. Oh yeah. Then he has the red Nightwing costume, which I was not the big fan of, and then the, the, the blue Nightwing. And you realize when do you own all these? You realize they're incorporated in the new Fifty Two Universe back into or the pre New Fifty Two Universe into the they're, they're combining all this stuff. And I was yeah. like, that's kind of awesome, you know. Yeah. But he, but you know he basically ends up just lighting a, a, a match and burns everything. But he, he like in his head he's I don't need this. I don't. I, I need a fresh start. I'm not Nightwing. That's good, but yeah. for readers who are trying to figure out what exactly. the new Fifty Two is, especially with Titans coming out, you want something, stand, you know, something component that you can follow Dick Grayson on. Yeah. Well, I wonder Dick if Dick Grayson t- gets a new car. Let's go ahead and do a relaunch of the whole series. Basically, yeah. <laughs> that's basically it. But uh, it, it, it that looked like a, a jumping, a great jumping on point. Yeah. This this new or basically, isn't he kind of going through who he is in his mind a lot of the time? Yeah, and there's a scene there where Barbara tries to talk to him, and he's like saying, I don't know who you are, I don't remember our friendship, and then oh, wow. you realize that out of everybody in Dick's uh, past, he's had two main love interests. One, which I don't, I don't if they're going to explore that much in Titans, which is Starfire, yeah. and then as Barbara Gordon, and this is the one time he's been engaged. He was engaged to her for the longest time, and then they retconned that. Or they didn't retcon, but they changed it in the, in the, after the one, year, more, one year later. I always thought he was happier with Corey, the way it was always written, and and with, um, and I almost want to compare it to Spider Man. Uh, Spider Man, you know, has Mary Jane, the one who's not in the superhero, and then Black Cat. Like to me, um, uh, Barbara Gordon is like his Black Cat. They like to do more stuff in costume than I, anything else. I couldn't do that because Black Cat I would associate with Huntress. He had a fling with Huntress, and that okay. that's for, for me. I, I would you go back to Gwen Stacy, Mary Jane. Because oh, okay. because uh, the, he loved Starfire, I and mean, that was the whole thing. It was like when they did the New Teen Titans in 1982. It, that was like when he started dating her. That was the longest time. But when they did Barbara, that you realize that there was something even more there because they they had had uh, feelings for each other, but never acted upon them when they were Batgirl and Robin. 
and then he starts he falls in love with her. And I, and I went back and read a lot of the old, old Birds of Prey. Yeah, and there's scenes where Barbara's in there. You know, she tries dating Ted uh, Cord, and she goes, "You know, I sorry, I can't do so. I'm seeing somebody else." And you realize that no, they got. In, I, I guess in the comic books, he's been engaged twice to Starfire and Barbara, but you realize that there was something more there because this was almost they had had some. And I, I know what was the issue it was um. There was an issue of after the new fifty two started, there uh, Barbara's talking to Dick, and she tells him that basically there was one point where she came to his apartment before she got crippled by the Joker, and she knocks on the door and Corey answers, and Corey never told Dick that she had shown up, and Dick's like, if I had known you'd been there, I would have come out and, and talked to you. So basically, Corey squashed any, you know, and oh, wow. th- that's where she played the, you know, hey, I don't know, I, I think I know who you are, but I'm not going to say anything because, you know, she again. Corey's never been an innocent kind of character. You know, she'll kill if she has to. She'll she what she wants. She'll go for it. Even you know, it, I mean, she's she's good at heart. But you know, she, it's Corey looks after her interest first. God, I really want you to see the Titans and see what this version of Corey is. Uh, Adrian, you've been awful quiet, man. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I <think> it's here. <laughs> uh, you know, it's Kyle going on. Sorry, I didn't mean to take. Over. Yeah. I didn't mean to take. Yeah, no, no, no. yeah. It's Kyle's show. It's not my it's it's a cash. It's cash. <laughs> you could have chimed in. I, just, I, wish, yeah. I had nothing. Yeah, had like nothing. like Adrian's ever been known for just being quiet. Yeah, <laughs> he could jump in any second. I was just doing some reading. What are you reading? What are you, what are you reading? Oh, just oh, he's reading the trailer. Can, cast. Uh, can, that can I, I can I ask a question about casting news? Mm-hmm. Go for it. Uh, uh, the voice of uh, Harley Quinn on the hey. DC Universe show, Kaylee Cuoco. I was a little, little weirded out by that at first. Yeah, I was too. I, I, I don't know, but it looks like it's going to be the Amanda Connor, Jimmy Pomiati, mm-hmm. uh fun version of Harley Quinn, and I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah. Anybody like watching Marvel Rising tonight? Oh, is that the new animated yeah. one? Yeah. I saw. You know, the, I probably will because of Squirrel Girl. Yeah, I saw the. It was they released a like it's half hour, but it was broken into segments. Right, and it was uh, definitely. More kitty than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I'm yeah. Get my daughter to watch it. But yeah, I was going to check it out just to, for the heck of it. Well, they put it on against Doctor Who, so I know this I isn't coming. Seen the premiere yet? Neither have, I. And, have you? Oh yeah, and I love it. Love it. Did she's it, she's great. Did anyone catch the new Aquaman trip? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm excited. Thoughts? Thoughts? I, awesome. Yeah. I. And, I don't have any reason to not be. Yeah, they, they need to clean up the CGI. But, uh, yeah, but well, the human. What's it so sad great. is like I, I saw one of the great memes of DC versus Marvel was all the younger versions of the characters you see in all the Marvel universe, and you can't even erase a mustache off of Superman. <laughs> right, that is funny. That, yeah. that, that 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 is weird. That because see, watching Ant Man and the Wasp, you saw young Michelle. You saw Pfeiffer. you saw young Michelle Pfeiffer. Well. From what I understand, the girl was actually Angel, Angel, uh, Evangeline Lilly, de-aged. Oh wow! Really? Yeah. From what from what I read, um, and then of course Michael Douglas. Um, I really wasn't that impressed with the younger um, Tony Stark. Oh and, yeah. And I think it still needed some work, but um, and then of course uh, Lawrence Fishburne. That wasn't him. That was his son. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. You know, if they go back, I would still love to see like a Black Glass story. Just a standalone. Wait, wait, wait. Tony Stark or Howard Stark? Tony Stark. Remember, um, when war? he deages himself and deals with his father, oh, okay, his right, loss right, of his mother right, and father yeah. in and whether uh, Civil, Civil War. war. Yeah. Okay. yeah, no, Howard Stark's played by like Mad Men. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mad Men. Okay. 
Uh, or preacher. Or preacher. <laughs> is he in preacher? Yeah, preacher is. Uh, they, they, uh, the guy I haven't watched season three, so wait, is what, he. What? Hold on. Which you're guy? talking about young uh, Howard Stark. I was saying the, the actor who no, plays I'm Preacher. Talking about, I'm talking about the older Howard Stark. Uh, oh, no, but I was talking I was about just, Roger yeah. Sterling from Mad Men yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. playing that role as opposed to the youngest version. Dominic West. Dominic West. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or wait a minute. Dominic West? Dominic, no, no. Dominic Cooper. Cooper. Yeah, Cooper. Dominic yeah. West is Jigsaw. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which I can't believe I remember that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it all connects to Kevin Bacon in two <laughs> steps. Dominic West will always be McNulty from The Wired. Exactly. For me. He'll, always that, always be, go... he'll always be McNulty. Yeah, even when he does... But that voice was for Jigsaw was so bad. Mm-hmm. But it was fun watching him become Jigsaw. Yeah. Um, I have a note here. I was reading uh, the new Superman, uh, the new Bendis Superman. Ted Kord's back? He's been back. Okay. Ever since the New 52, yeah. He's, new 52 like, he's the... basically... Uh, uh, Jamie's a mentor right now. Okay. Yeah. All right. I was like, wait a minute. He's, not, he's not pulling off Beetle like you should, in my opinion. But yeah, he, he's been back. Okay. Um, did, did anyone go to see Venom? No. no. Really? I, I want to. I, but okay. Not. Now I gotta. I gotta well, okay, go around the room and find about, out why you guys. Have here's the, here's the funny thing. I have not met. Well, I found it very interesting that I knew that nobody on this panel <laughs> would go see it. No. Like I and, and I knew it was probably going to be for the same reason as me. The funny thing about it is I know other comic book fans and I think the dynamic of this is that not only are we hardcore comic book fans, but we are we love movies for the art. We love popcorn stuff, but it has to be a good movie. And from what I heard, it just was not a good movie. Now, there are some diehard comic book fans that pretty much like comic book movies, and they loved it. Like, Donna, the okay. Donna loved it. Daniel. I, I, we I, know Daniel did. We know Daniel <laughs> loved it. Um, my, boy, my boy Bishop loved it. Um, but I just didn't feel like spending the money to be disappointed. For me, it wasn't that. I just I haven't had the time. It literally, I just have not had the time. It, yeah, it doesn't but look it, exciting. I, you say that, but if it was important enough to you, you would have made time. No, because as as shitty as the film was, I went and saw Fantastic Four, and that I I was curious about how bad it was going to be. It was mm-hmm. I didn't care about the film. I was curious about how bad. The well, film I mean, was I, 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 Venom. I actually kind of still think it might be. I think the it, it comes right back down to it. It's like I didn't think Iron Fist was season one was as bad as everybody made it out to be. Yeah, that was I don't think so. I, I, think, I, I think thought Ven- it was really bad. I thought Venom. I think Venom's going to be okay. I just you know, I don't. I think everybody's being too harsh well, on it. Well, the thing about it is, is from people that 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 I respect as far as reviews of the movie, when the best part of the movie is your in tag. <laughs> that tells me everything I know about whether I want to watch that movie in the movie theater or not. Yeah, now you guys know what's the yes. insane. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, yeah so this was my question is like, so had they already cast him and paid him so he would show up in a cut scene? He, he's in the... He's in, he's in the cut scene. He's in the end scene. I just can't imagine an actor going, I'll be in a cut scene, but I know you may or may not make this movie, but if you do, I'll be in it. But who it is, you know, he... I mean... What? But took you're a, also took, you're, took you're, one ma- one day to film that. So spoilers for Venom for the cutscene because <laughs> we have to we have to talk about this. So Woody Harrelson shows up at the end mm-hmm. and he is playing Cletus. Cletus, Cassidy. yeah, Cletus and Cassidy. How much do you think they paid him to show up for an end scene on a film that may or may not happen? Twenty grand. 
That's not a bad day's work. That's yeah. not. I mean, I hate to say, what else is he doing right now? I don't know. I mean, I I thoroughly enjoy Woody Harrelson. Uh, I well, he's he's got. If you go back and look at the old, just original Cletus Cassidy conquest, he's got that person. He can pull it off. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Natural Born Killers. Yes. Yeah, everyone has pointed to that. Uh, I, I look at War of the Planet of the Apes. Yes, because oh yeah, he, okay, yeah. He, he had to basically do a lot of scenes uh, with no other actor because they were all CGI. Right. Um, so. I, I I'm more excited about that, but the fact that you're going from a PG-13 movie to something that has carnage in it and will have to be R, I think has to be. Well, uh, you, you say you, you say that, but Venom should have been R. Venom should have been R. We yeah. were all saying Venom was going to be R. They said it was going to be R, and then all of a sudden they changed it back to PG-13. Yeah, I think so, they really were worried about the material. I, I'm curious what would make. I the think R they were worried about their box office numbers. True, you can get more kids in. Speaking of which, uh, they did very well. We're we're getting close on time, but okay. Uh, uh, Deadpool PG thirteen. No, I'm out. Yeah, not worth it. Not even for Fred Savage. <laughs> no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Um, want to give one uh, acknowledge one issue I read this past week. Uh, Peter Parker Spectacular Spider Man three ten was Chip Zarsky's last issue. Maybe one of the greatest standalone issues of this year. I really touted his Sandman issue um, a few episodes ago, but that was like a two-parter. This is his last issue leaving. Uh, I cannot recommend this enough. This is his love letter to Spider-Man, Peter Parker, and uh, what that means and his time writing it. Beautiful story. Uh, Two things real quick. I want to give a shout-out to a friend of the show, Alex Gallimore. Um, He was a guest uh, during the summer. Uh, he's going to school at the Cupid Art School. Um, nice. He got to, he got invited to New York City Comic Con to um, Artist Alley and sell his work. That I'm very awesome. proud of him, and I hope he did very well. Good um, luck, brother. One other thing, um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Sporkle. It's a yeah. it's a quiz site. Um, I would like for y'all to sign up because there's some things I like to challenge y'all on it. Challenge. Yeah, um, they have some very interesting comic book quizzes um like one of them is uh, ign did a list of uh the top 125 uh comic book writers of all time and i did very well i was surprised that i got up to 70 i was able to name 70 all right but um i would like to challenge you guys to that do you have to write them or do they give you no 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 there's quizzes on there i I just want y'all to sign up so i can send y'all an email to challenge you and he gets all the extra cash for uh, i get no cash for it (laughs) i don't write these quizzes i'm not no but you're you're bringing more audience to the website to their website it's like in a bonus where we're referring somebody to an apartment complex trust me i'd rather bring more people to our site (laughs) all right you get yeah you get what's recommending this week uh, again, I, it took me going back and reading, uh, talking to some friends about it. But if you haven't read it yet, the new uh, Mash Universe and Injustice comic book, I, okay. I, I, I've gone back and reread it. The issues, all three of them, and I'm like, this is. It's not just a fun crossover. It's a crossover that I think, like, just because the dynamics where they're using is awesome. And then, I, I get Jesus, what the. F- <laughs> Sorry, get that on camera. Oh, no, we're getting a little no, glare. No, that is okay. There, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 
And now, I forgot I that, found no, that, that yesterday. That's too much internet for... <laughs> that should have been his face on Skeletor, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> that, I found much. that on the internet yesterday, uh, and I forgot to send that to and you And I'm guys. always going to preach that. I think I love this crossover as much as I love Starman, but if anybody can ever find the issues in the novel, uh, X-Men Star Trek. Oh, yeah. That, it's just a phenomenal uh, crossover. Ones that you never thought would happen, but did. Okay. Um, let me finish this up. And plug the last two uh, Dallas Comic Book Club uh, meetings we have. Uh, November 8th, we'll be reading Invisible Ink, uh, My Mother's Love Affair with a Famous Cartoonist. And December 13th, we'll be doing Manhattan Project Deluxe Edition, uh, Volume 1 by Jonathan Hickman and Nick uh, Patara. I might be in on that. I like Hickman. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited about that. We've got one show, uh, one comic book show for the uh, end of the year in November 17th, the Dallas uh, Comic Show, uh, 17th and 18th. You can find that information at DallasComicShow.com. Is that Mark? Little, yep. yes. yes, it is, Mark. Uh, th- I'm pretty sure me and the little one will be there. I'll be there we as need, well. We need, um, we, may we, need, be, we need to do a get-together where we go down there together, all yeah. of us. Well, I think we may have a table for who needs sleep, so. Yeah. All right. uh-huh. Oh yeah, no. Actually, uh, we should probably announce that too. Uh, they announced the date for next year's uh, Who Needs Sleep. Oh yes, December seventh. December seventh yeah. and eighth. We're yes. going to be doing thirty six hours again. Tentatively. Tentatively. Yeah, Twenty four to thirty six. We had a meeting yesterday. It was um, very productive. Yes, That's good. I'm the very re- excited. Right. Um, and where can we find everyone on the internet? At Calpedia or Calconis, most social media. Um, you can find me at, at Adrian underscore Harry on Twitter. You can find me on the Twitters at uh, Clay underscore Harrison. You can find Next Pod, uh, Next Issue Podcast at Next Issue Pod on the Twitters and Next Issue uh, Podcast on Facebook. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Stick around for us for just a sec here on DallasOnAir.com uh, for the Next Issue, guys. Uh, thank you, Drive Through. This is DallasOnAir.com.